Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are glad to be with you on this National Signing Day. You know, before we do anything else. Well, thanks to the miracle of 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 the international dateline, Mississippi State received a signee on uh, on what is Tuesday here in the good old U.S. of A. But in Australia, it was already signing day, and Benjamin Key, uh, six foot five, two hundred eighty pound defensive end out of East Los Angeles College and also of Australia, has made it official. He has signed with the Bulldogs. A guy that... I wonder how that commute is every day. <laughs> to get from, you know how, how your grandparents told you they walked uphill in the snow both ways to well, get so to what school? what we were talking about the other day. Well, you he know, has to canoe. He's got a canoe across the Pacific. <laughs> you, you, you go from the Pacific. You know, they shut down the Panama Canal, I believe, right? I, don't think that, I think that doesn't belong to the United States anymore. So he's probably got to go like all the way around South America, up into the Caribbean, to the Gulf of Mexico, up the Mississippi River, and then he probably gets a you know can get in a car in Greenville. He, he Ubers. He gets in a car in Greenville and takes eighty two across. Oh, jeez, that's a long. He does that every day. <laughs> How does he do it? I don't know. He's got massive arms. Uh, uh, beats a tardy bell every day too. I yeah, guess. yeah, oh yeah. He's like he's first one in the in the, in the weight room. Um, a guy that committed really early in the process from Mississippi State on a, committed on April thirtieth, and was a guy that from what I could tell, you know, because he's not the most uh, in terms of uh, recruiting rankings, not the uh, the highest rated guy, but a guy that Mississippi State liked and they felt like he could be a guy who. You know, he's listed as a defensive end at 280. They feel like he's got the frame to probably put on some more weight and, and move inside, which I'm a big fan of. You know, this kind of goes back. I hate making these comparisons, but maybe I don't because I always make them. But that's the kind of thing I used to do on NCAA football. I would recruit fast defensive ends and bulk them up. I would recruit big but fast safeties and bulk them up and make them linebackers. I would recruit big but fast outside linebackers and turn them into defensive ends. And that's just how I did things. And I think. There's a little bit of of common sense rooted in that. This kid's probably, you know, if he's a good enough athlete to play outside, if you can look, put on a little weight and not lose the athleticism, that's that's what Chris Jones did. Yep. That's what Jim, Jeff Simmons did. He was, in, yep. he was, you know, that's what you, you so you, you know, I think the better defensive tackles are some of these guys, and that's sort of what uh, Jaden Crumney did as well. So we'll see where it takes uh, Benjamin Key, but it's sort of weird. We're, normally we do this show and we're talking, okay, this is gonna happen. <laughs> We got one. There's one in the boat. Well, we, you know, we're starting a new thing here, and, and if, if coaches want to uh, to take note, that's what you do. If, if you have a kid that you're worried about flipping, just send him forward a few time zones and go ahead and get the signing, you know, done before the morning comes in America. Isn't that a good thing to do? That's that that's that is brilliant. Can yeah. you imagine? If like, you have another Chris hey, Jones or Jeff Simmons or somebody like that, that's... all 25 kids. Hey, hey, we're taking a trip to Australia. <laughs> Two days before signing day, we're going to show you Christmas in Australia. Oh, by the way, while we're here, we'll just get, go ahead and bring get the, the pins out. Take Bracky Brett with you. He's overlooking everything. Boom. Who's going to be the first coach that does this? That is going to happen. Who's the first coach? Jim Harbaugh is the first guy I'm thinking of. Sending recruits to Australia. I don't know. They may board the lane train and go. Can, can, how does that work? they got to find a way around the NCAA on this one, but it, it's possible. The, the train doesn't go over the ocean, all right? <laughs> The lane plane. The, the, there's the lane plane. <laughs> it was. It landed at Brian Airfield. I in guess. I guess. All right. So Ben Key is the first signee. Uh, 
we will be uh, covering recruiting all day, both Joel and I, um, on campus. I'll have something going on supertalk.fm that will constantly update with new guys. I'll have to do one. First thing in the morning for Ben Key. I will literally cover all three of the major men's sports yeah, he's, tomorrow. He's going to talk to Coach Lamonis tomorrow. Yeah, I am man. not. So, so I will have I will have signing day coverage. I'm going to talk to Chris Lamonis, which I don't know. Depending on what he says, I don't know when that's coming out. Sometime in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. And if it's something, you'll major, talk to all three head coaches tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. So what a day. Yeah. And then of course after maybe I'll call Vic tomorrow. See what's up. You should see what Chloe Bibby's thoughts are on a, on a countryman coming over. <laughs> I. Uh, we also, after tomorrow's signing day press conference, uh, we will have uh, a interview with Coach Moorhead. Joel and I will talk to him, get his thoughts on this class, what's going on with bowl prep, you know, looking ahead to next season. A lot of good stuff uh, for tomorrow's show. And then, like Joel said, well, there's MSU basketball tomorrow night uh, as well. So a lot going on on campus uh, tomorrow for signing day. It will be one of our busier days of the year. Or today, as you listen. Today, as you listen, right. And you are listening to Thunder and Lightning here on supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting podcasts from. We appreciate you. Tuning in, especially the servicemen and women across the globe. Maybe some of them are in Australia right now. Maybe they're, you know, hanging out with Ben Key. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But we hope you guys, wherever you are, are safe and sound and are going to be uh, heading home for some holiday R&R. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. It is freaking cold outside. It, and the high yesterday was 70, by the way. Or yeah, it's like 72. Monday was 72. And today, today was, was like 37. 37, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a big drop. I, I did my, my morning walk. I got back in the house. My legs were numb for like twenty minutes because I don't. I don't. I, I don't wear like when I when I walk. I don't wear pants. I wear shorts, and that was a mistake. But it's one I'm going to continue to make because I don't. Ha- I don't just have a whole lot of sweatpants laying around. I mean, athletic pants, man. Where I don't. I don't have any of those. Well, there's an academy sports a uh, 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 post pattern away from the Super Talk Studios, right over there. Are you, you making just... fun of something over there? <laughs> you trying to make fun of something? It's not even a deep post pattern. You got, you got something you want to say, like short, Coleman? It's like a short slant. I, I guess. mean, you can just the slant. What? No. This was never mind. That's the the hardest I've ever seen Chad Bumpus laugh. I didn't tell him I was going to do that. And I was like, "You ready? Yeah." This was Brandon Walker. I thought his eyes were going to pop out of his head. Uh, oh, I forgot. This is rumbling today. Yeah, it's rumbling today. <laughs> I forgot all we, about what we were talking we can about talk, today. We can tell you. you mentioned and Walker remembered. Made me remember one of the questions. One of the questions. Yeah. Um, anyway, Strange Brew Coffee House. It's, it's warm. It's warm there. They'll warm you up. Uh, and also, if you need to get warm, maybe buy yourself a brand new MSU hoodie from where? From College Corner. You can shop online at collegecornerstore.com or you can go to either one of their two locations in the Capital City area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And both locations will set you up with great, great merchandise. Mississippi State, maroon and white, red and blue, gold and you know, black, purple and gold, crimson and white. Whatever it is, they've got you taken care of. Get the, you know, gosh, you you are if you haven't gotten them yet, you're pushing it. Now's the time. Get over to those locations and get what you need for the Bulldog fan of your life at College Corner. It is Rumblings Day, which means we have questions that have to be answered. And we're going to do that right now. We got some uh, not as many questions as we normally get. We got a little low today. Everybody's in the Christmas spirit. Well, why didn't they give us questions? Well, there's just other things going on. Perhaps they're headed to College Corner to spend some money with one of our sponsors, or right up the road here to Strange Brew Coffee House, where both you and I have free coffees awaiting. I need to. I I cashed in on one of mine today. I have to get my wife. I had two. You only had one, by the way. So they like me better than you. Can't say that I blame them. You're on a roll today, Joel. I got to be honest with you. you Talk about Christmas spirit. You cut down my, my giants. You're cutting me down. You got anything else to say? You want to talk about my mom while How we're was, here? That's my first rumblings question. Let's start there. How was that seeing Madison Bumgarner wearing D bags gear today? Uh, D bags gear? Is that what you said? Uh, 
better than Dodgers gear. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, can, I mean, even though it's in the same division, I can live with it. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers, I would not have been pleased at all. Um, I guess David Brandt, our good friend, was there in attendance for all yep, that. Yeah, he'll get to cover him. That's and still weird to me that he's, he could, he's yeah. out there covering it. So. He's doing big sports now. Yeah. He's doing all these pro sports. So, I mean, and Bannison will be a good interview for him. Um, you know, anytime you lose a, a great player off here, especially one who's won you championships, you know, it, it stings a little. Oh, when I've they been go. there. I saw Tom Glavin put on a Mets uni. Yeah, he won one her. title. That was incredible. One championship. Madison Bumgarner won three um, and had the greatest postseason in the history of the sport of baseball. Uh, so, yeah, it stings. It stings. And this is going to be a tough year for the Giants. Not a lot of star power on that team. I uh, got you know, this is a, a trust the process kind of season for the uh, for the Giants as they uh, they rebuild. So what an odd decade for the Giants. Three world champions, more more titles than anybody, but but they at no point were they the, like the dominant team in the sport, and at no point they didn't really seem to have a plan to come out of it. Well, their plan to come out of it now is one that I'm not real uh, positive is going to work because I have zero faith in Gabe Kapler yeah. doing a darn thing. Yeah. Because I, I saw that story I, I like, firsthand 19 times a year. I like the front the office. I like what they're doing. I feel like they're an innovative group. They, you know, these are the guys who put the Dodgers together. Well, I feel like they made the right call on Bumgarner. I don't think they need to spend $100 million on If Bumgarner. you did, it was simply just to keep... Uh, the fr- the face of the franchise. Yeah, you were paying at that point for what he did in the past, not right, for what he's going to do right. in the future. But you you said he's only twenty nine. Yeah, he's still got plenty of good years left. But we'll see, I guess. But I, you know what? I, I can't really wish him luck, but I'll wish him well. If that makes sense, it does. But, and I, I honestly, I mean, not a great memory. I did never think I'd see the Giants win a World Series, and then they won three out of five. So, I, my my favorite Bumgarner memory is one that never happened, and I, I think I've talked about this before. It was game. Uh, Four of the NLDS in 2016, Giants were up in the top of the ninth, and I was just watching the TV. My wife suffering in the the, be- the bedroom because she did not want to watch the game with me because smart woman. And I'm thinking we're going to win this game. We're going back to Wrigley. Cueto's on the mound and Bumgarner's in the bullpen. This is the this is the lock of the century. We are we're gonna we're gonna crush their dreams. <laughs> and all these Cubs fans who have been all year long, this is our year. Once again, snatched up from, and then they blew it. They just blew it. And what can you do? But I, I have never in my life, of any team I've ever cheered for, been more. I'm talking about state playing Jackson State. I was more, never more confident that if that game went back to Wrigley, the Giants were walking out of there with the win. With Cueto and, and Bumgarner, I was convinced, but it never happened. All right, here's our first real questions. And our first one's from the day. Come to us for our friend Justin Strawn at 4.20 a.m. Blaze it. Here we go. Still better than he used to be, though. Yeah. Joe Burrow is officially the Heisman winner. I played a small role in that. You did? I did. Oh, yeah, you voted. Did did you reveal your ballot? I did on Twitter. I don't know that I did on the show. What was it here? Uh, It was Burrow. Mm -hmm. It was Young. Mm -hmm. And it was Fields. That's a very fair ballot. I mean, and, there's, and, there's and no complaining. Quite there. frankly, and I, I said this on Twitter: had, had Joe Burrow not been just outside his mind mm-hmm. this year all year long, mm-hmm. I'd have had no problem putting Young number one yeah, on my ballot. Fantastic player. I, and I watched a ton of. Maybe that's some of my bias because I, of all the outside of the SEC teams that I watched, mm-hmm. I watch more Ohio State than anybody. Well, they're on TV every week. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I was just, I mean, Chase Young is a guy that when you watched, he impacted every single yeah. game and snap. I yeah. mean, it was just. I agree. So anyway, that's right. why he was number two and would have had no problem putting him number one if it went for Burrow. The question here was, based on what he did last year, where does this rank on your I-didn't-see-that-coming moments? I mean, I, I, I spent the entire offseason talking about how average Joe Burrow was. 
and he ended up being, you know, having one of the greatest seasons. That's why I'm, I'm incredibly intrigued to see LSU next year. Because if they keep Joe Brady and they keep everything in place and Miles Brennan throws for 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns and then Joe Burrow goes off to the Bengals and he's not that great, I'm gonna, I might feel a little justified. And maybe it was just that he found the coaching and they, yeah. they, they finally figured it out. But that said, I did not. I did not. No, it's it's not up there. It's up there. I'll tell you, Mississippi State didn't see that coming. What's that's that? pretty recent. 2018. Jared Liebelt. Yeah, that's a good one. I I mean, he was the the proverbial white flag when they sent him into yeah. the game. And, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden. Same thing with Chad Gerardo. Yeah. Yeah, there's another Guys one. who completely turned it around. For, I mean, and from a team perspective, the 2018 team. I mean, they were dead in the water. Mm-hmm. And they ended up going to Omaha and finishing number three in the country. I was in Nashville this past weekend. For my daughter's cheer competition, went and saw Ice at Opryland, and the theme was a Christmas story. What's your favorite scene from that movie? Uh it's got to be the tongue sticking to the. That's it for you. Yeah, okay. probably so. Uh, that's just, this, and, and I fully admit that I'm not the biggest Christmas story fan, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, I love it. But that that scene is the one that when I think of that movie, that's what I think of. So that's what I got to go with. Uh, my favorite scene. Is uh, it's it's just the uh, the scene where he, the the furnace for, first goes out, and you hear Dad cursing down there, and he says, you know, now my father worked in profanity the way some artists worked in acrylics. <laughs> it was his true medium, a master. <laughs> I love that that whole scene. That and he's talking about, you know, he goes up to the car and he's like, some men are Catholics, others are Baptists. My dad was an Oldsmobile man. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene is just fantastic. Like the, I guess that's like the first scene. It's pretty really. early. So yeah, I love that. I love that whole movie though. It's just so great. Uh, our daughter, who is about the same age as Randy in the film and has never seen the movie, <laughs> can you guess how much I laughed when after we got her all bundled up? She said, "I can't move my arms." <laughs> my wife came out the other day with a toboggan and a scarf, and she had a big fluffy fluffy jacket on. Yeah. And she sort of had her arms out a little bit. I was just like, I started cracking up. Anytime, including my own, my, my own kid. Has, Absolutely. Cal T has a puffy jacket on. I, I do think of Christmas Story. You Anytime have to. you see a kid with a puffy jacket on. I can't put my arms down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Well, it was really cool, pun intended, to see the film recreated completely in ice. It was nine degrees in there. It's the coldest I've ever been. What's the coldest either of you have been? I don't know if it's the coldest I've ever been, but the first thing that comes to mind is 2015 at Arkansas. Yeah. In that press box, yeah. the, the, there was no heat. It was already freezing cold that day. And uh, the, the heat didn't work, and it was I was sick mm-hmm. on top of all of it, so I was already kind of shivering before I even got in there. That was freezing cold. And then, of course, fourth quarter, we leave the press box, go down in the field, Oof. and it was just miserable. Uh, wish Ben Waite was here to try and put into words his feelings that particular day. Same team for me, different year. Oh, Two, the, the, 2000. The, was that the sleet and snow game? And that game, I'm telling you, in, at kickoff it was like 60 degrees. I was wearing, all I brought more to the game, because this is before you have a phone to look at the app and anything like that. So I just wore like a long sleeve shirt and jeans. And by the second quarter, I was dying. You know, And then it, it, it rained, it turned into sleet, and then State lost the game. Sort of a similar situation. State had a field goal. Was it blocked or if it was just a bad? I remember it was a bad snap or something, and they lost an overtime. Pick Prather got hurt, and it was just miserable. Miserable I the game. I was only fifteen at the time, but actually sat in the student section for that yeah. game. Uncle Ruckus, who is the worst person ever, has a question, but I am not doing it. Uncle Ruckus, I would answer your question if it wasn't that we had to come up with twenty-two football players, <laughs> one football player at each position. Like what? 
I'm not doing well, 20. What's the question there? On MSU, what could have been team? Oh. Like, I'm not doing that. Who has time for that? I'll think about it. That's, that's a better question for a summer day for a whole show, Uncle Ruckus. Can you, uh, does, let's do one. What's one what that could have been? Could have been? People my age would probably tell you David Fair. Um, Dante Walker might be the be the guy. Who's there. the biggest bust in Mississippi State Walker. history? Is he the biggest bust yes. in state history? He was the number. He was a five star. Like he was the number two running back in the country. You know what's funny about that is I remember who the number one running back is he was a bust too. Nick Maddox. He went to Florida State and never did anything. So not a good year for running backs in 1999. All right. Uh, Red Devil like Dante Walker had some moments though. He had a great sophomore year. But then he just fell apart. I mean, you know, just completely fell apart. And then he ended up quitting on his team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, ter- in terms of just five star guys, I mean, State hasn't signed a whole ton. Yeah. You know, Quay Evans. Quay Evans is on the list. He's on the list for sure. Red Devil Dog is looking way, way ahead. Who will MSU bring to SEC Media Days? I'm pretty sure Garrett Schrader. He says Schaefer, but whatever. Are and you w- sure? I'm not. I, I, so I, his neck one either. Willie Gay. Willie Gay's not going to SEC yeah. Media Days. Uh-uh. 100% no. I, I mean, they, so who do you think the third will be? All right. So, right now, I don't think you have any. Yeah. I think Errol Thompson, <laughs> if he stays, will go. Yep. Um, State's not big on sending underclassmen. No. So, sophomore, a sophomore Garrett Schrader, who, look, he will be the starting quarterback, but they will probably they go. It. They probably they will not send. say that. They won't send him. And so that said, it will, they will kind of go through the. The, the motions of a quarterback competition, yeah. assuming that, like if Jalen stays anyway, yeah. like if it's just Schrader and Will Rogers, then obviously that's not a competition. Yeah. Would but they if, send Stuart it, it, Reese be a three four year starter at that point? Be a senior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they usually send an O line. Stuart Reese, Errol Thompson. I'm thinking in the secondary. Everybody's so young back there. They won't send Willie Gay. They won't. No, not. I mean. For for some reference there, Kobe I mean, Jones would be a senior. Would they send him though, and and risk the uh, the NCAA stuff getting brought up? Well, I don't know if they'd send him, and I don't know if Kobe'd want to go. Yeah, that's a good point. Because true, I mean, little truth serum here. I requested to talk to Kobe on Tuesday night, and and he wasn't a big fan of wanting to talk. So, yeah. I mean, you got to talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, there so, you go. And um, um, we, I mean, there's no running back receiver. Maybe Osiris Mitchell. Maybe another, a senior. Another one that don't doesn't really like to talk, but I mean, they might send him. I don't know. There's not a tight end. There's not another D lineman. I mean, they're not going to send Crumity or Love it. Who's the other end next year? I mean, Marquis Spencer. That's another guy who doesn't like another to talk. Guy that doesn't like to talk, but that's a guy that needs to learn to talk. Yeah, I know he doesn't like you know, to. Um, Jones and Emerson, no. Tyler Williams, no. Who are this? Marcus Murphy. Marcus Murphy could go. He's good. He, he's, and he's got the good he, stories he, too. Yeah, and he's a pretty good talker. He's a guy that you can sort of rally around and like. He'll he'll get he'll get some uh some pub for his story. Yeah. The but, on, the only like caveat to those guys to, to like Marcus mm-hmm. and Willie fits his bill too, but I don't think that's in Willie anyway, even without it, because I don't know. Maybe they would, but I, the suspension thing. Yeah, would they would they want to rehash that? Because somebody's probably going to ask us. Yeah, but they'll, they'll they'll have them prepared for that. They will not send Willie Gay. Zero percent chance. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, and 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 straight. I'm not going to say that for sure they won't send Schrader, but I, at this juncture today, I mean they didn't send a sophomore Dak. They didn't send. Did they send? They didn't send a sophomore Dak. No, no, no. I'm trying to remember. Who's Dak is, well, I mean Dak wasn't the starter as a sophomore though. That's true. That's Tyler true. Russell. They sent Tyler Russell, didn't they? 
Was he a sophomore, though? They seemed like a sophomore. No, no, no they said Tyler Russell is a senior, is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure he went. I can't remember. I've yeah. slept since then. But <laughs> see, you tell me. I mean, maybe it's more obvious they, they than I'm thinking. They sent Fitzgerald but as a senior. You tell me the last sophomore they sent to media day. They didn't send Fitzgerald as a junior. I mean, just about everybody they send is a junior or senior. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not sending Schrader. Uh, Holden Blake. Where does Drew Brees rank in the GOAT conversation? I think this, he's in the conversation. Yes. Tom Tom Brady's a goat. To me, I agree. I mean, if the, I, the rings are enough. My top three are, are Brady, Brady, Breeze, Mon- Breeze. Montana. Oh, I was going to say Montana and then... Well, I mean, there's no, no order. Oh, no order? Yeah. Okay. Alphabetical order. <laughs> Brady, Breeze, Montana. With Peyton Manning, Marino. <sighs> My boy. I know. But he, I mean... Marino he just would be the, if he had one. Yeah, he doesn't have. I put him in, the, in that first group. Um, Aaron Rodgers deserves to be in that group. Uh, I mean, because he's done some incredible things. Um, How many rings does Steve Young have? Just one. Well, he has as a starter one. Yeah. Um, Elway is in that group. Favre is in that next group for me. Aikman. No, three rings, but I mean his stats are not great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different game back then. I don't know if you saw Robbie Falk talking about that or not. Different game. But he's in the top tier. You know, if he wins another ring, I could once you get to multiple rings, I'm willing to say that even with two versus six, you know, I would still say because I can still make an argument that Montana's ahead of Brady. So Yeah. All right. Joe Montana. Yeah. Holden Blake is the one who asked that question. He also asked prediction how the refs screw the Saints out of the Super Bowl this year. I've I've already I've I've got it. It's gonna be Incredible when it happens to a field goal is going to go over the crossbar, like go over the the, the side, and they're going to say no good, and then every re- replay angle will say it's good, but that's something that's not reviewable. <laughs> so they're going to be down one. They kick the field goal. It's obviously good. They call it no good, and it's over. <laughs> and then you're going to see, like the refs, somebody will die that night. There will be a murder. They'll find the refs. Those guys be they'll be alligator food the next day. Uh, Brunel McGahey, not a question, but he has a good one here. Listen to yesterday's show, catching up. The word y'all are searching for in relation to State's fans' attitude if signing days go well and they win the bowl game is placated. That is, that's that's that's. He it. says you're welcome. Thank you. You're yeah, correct. That's you're that's the good right. one. All right, Rob Montgomery. Since Ole Miss fans are now happy with the overall outcome of. After Elijah Moore peed like a dog, or as we like to say, urination, urination simulation. simulation. You, which you can help stop, by the way. Yeah. Awareness. Together, we can do it. It's key. Uh, what are the chances that we see that happen a third time in the future? Rob, I I'm don't like... I'm not going to rule anything out. I don't like to say never, but in this case, it's 100% that it's going to happen again. <laughs> 100. The next time they play here in 2021, it will happen. But I'm going to say that the next time it happens, it will be in like a lopsided Ole Miss win. Oh, I, I don't, I don't buy into that at all. Oh, you don't? It could you happen think... at any time. Okay, at any time. Somebody, somebody on that roster will think it's funny. Uh, he also has over under 48 regular season wins combined for the men's and women's. That's 24. No, no, that's under, under. I mean, under. Yeah, I feel pretty confident saying under. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the the women. Don't exactly look like an unstoppable force at right. this moment, right. and and the men, while I think they're really good, I mean they're going to run into some nights where they just lose. Forty eight wins, 
That's a lot of wins. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Next question is from Clay Crowder. How good would Breeze be if he was never coached by Sean Payton? I'm not saying he's a system quarterback, but would he be a lot worse? Or would he still have GOAT status anywhere else? I mean, that's sort of the unanswerable question. It's just they have the perfect marriage. The, maybe the best play caller in the, in the game and the best, most accurate quarterback in the game. But at the same time, I mean, he's had great players around him. You know, he's always had he's, his best years. He's had good running backs. You know, uh, he's had running backs who can catch the football. He had it with Reggie Bush and Deuce McAllister. He had it with Pierre Thomas. Uh, now he has it with Kamara. He had it with Mark Ingram can catch the ball. Yeah, uh, Murray can catch the ball. Um, he's always had a, you know pretty decent tight end. You know, he had Shockey, he had Jimmy Graham. Uh, now he's got Jared Cook. So they've always had these these they've always had talent around him. No, nobody nobody's a one man show. You know, as good as Brady is, if you put him on the Bengals, they're not good. So, same with Breeze. You know, they're not good. So, it's not a one-man show, but it's definitely a good marriage, for sure. Let's see here. Uh, Kevin Wright. Rank the New Year's Six Bowls in terms of prestige slash importance. Well, technically, well, they're all the same. Well, and it kind of rotates, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing. But, I mean, I guess we're saying just if we look at them on the surface. Would you agree that the Rose is probably number one? <sighs> that's the one that kind of has the romanticism yeah. around it. yeah. Uh, sugar too. I think you're right. And then is it the cotton or the orange for for three? In my mind, it's the orange. I, I think I agree with you. The cotton bowl prior when the there was a time when the cotton bowl was sort of out of the loop of the big yeah. bowls. I mean, there was the four big ones. There yeah. was rose, sugar, sugar, orange, and fiesta. And fiesta. Fiesta replaced cotton. You know, when the Southwest Conference died, the Cotton Bowl sort of lost. But prior to that, the Cotton Bowl was right there with yeah. all of these. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I would say the Cotton ahead of the Orange for me. Okay. And then the Fiesta Bowl, was for me, was always like the bowl that conference champions didn't go to growing up, right? That's always where, like, the second-best team of the Pac-12 and the second-best team of the Big Ten were meeting, right? Yeah. So, Or, you know, sometimes Notre Dame would end up there or something like that. And then there's the Peach Bowl. Chick-fil-A. The Peach, the Peach Bowl, Bowl for me. I mean, there was a time where like six and State played a six and six Clemson team in the Peach Bowl. It's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that that's one of the top bowls now. Yeah. But so that is that the, the right order? That's, that's the official Thunder and Lightning perception rankings. Okay. And as we all know, perception is reality. That's right. Besides the New Year's Six Bowl, what's a bowl game you would like to attend? We've already answered this. You've question. already answered Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> Down my mind, would you want to go to? Yeah. Uh I'd have to either get the canoe or the plane out, but Hawaii'd be nice. I oh, mean, yeah. that's not even re- realistic. It's not an SEC tie-in, but right. Uh, a, a trip to Hawaii—that's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, I like that. All right. Uh, Isn't there, uh, there's a, the Bahamas Bowl too. Yeah. I've, been, I've been to the Bahamas though. So. I've never been. Never been. The Bahamas Bowl used to be sponsored by Popeyes. That would have been a real easy choice. Um, last one from Kevin: Is what's good for the goose really what's good for the gander? Yes, one hundred percent. I'm all sure. Why not? There you go. <laughs> all right. Rob Hadaway has a very deep and profound question that may take us a long time to answer. Wants to know why is Ben Garrett the way that he is? First of all, Ben Garrett is a miserable son of a you know what. All right. He comes out here. He runs his mouth. He flaps his little gums, and he thinks he's somebody. Well. Eh, eh. I'd now like to bring on Thunder and Lightning correspondent Tyler Horka to address this. 
Why is anybody the way they are? I, I don't know the answer to that. I like making fun of Ben, though. That's always fun. It's a combination of nature and nurture. <laughs> it's, we want to bet a dollar? <laughs> we put somebody in Ben Garrett's job and put him in somebody else's? <laughs> what do you say, Mortimer? All right, Will Eubank, it's, he wants to do story time about why Brian and Steve didn't get along at first. This will be fun. Well, first off, you know, story time is sort of copyrighted by another MSU podcast, which isn't really around anymore, but, you know, I hate to step on their toes. But that said, it's, it's real simple. Uh, I got banned from Jeans Page because I was talking about things that were true on there. Imagine that. Imagine that. Nowadays, you have a show based about, around. I was talking about Dante Walker weighing 300 pounds. I was talking about the NCAA was investigating Mississippi State when people on Jeans Page, the, the people who run Jeans Page, were saying, no, they're not. Uh, and so that got me banned. And so we started Six Pack. And uh, they didn't like that very much because we took they took a hit off of that. So, you know, Steve didn't get along with me. I didn't get along with him. I didn't, you know, I'm not much for the whole censorship there. Uh, but you know, in the interest of friendship and the interest of making money, uh, we we buried that hatchet a long time ago. The Allegheny Boys Tennis Program would like to know if a coach from another sport in Mississippi State this year had to coach the football team in the Music City Bowl. Who would it be and why? Vic Schaefer. And how is this even a question? Because that's a slam dunk answer. I want to win. And that, that man would figure out a way to get in that rear and get them boys to a win. Like, there's just no doubt in my They'd mind. They'd be motivated. <laughs> I, I don't know how well Vic Schaefer knows the X's and O's of football, but when it comes to just motivating and getting in somebody's rear to, to get them motivated, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not saying that Lamonis isn't good at that. I'm not saying that Ben Howland isn't good at that. But I know for a fact that Vic Schaefer would would have the guys, at the very least, geeked up to go. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris Naron, hope I'm pronouncing that right, has a great question. I have a bunch of Cornish game hens I'm planning to fry up for Christmas. I also have a bunch of pork shoulder I normally use for tacos. You generally regard it as the best anyone has ever eaten. Is there a reason why I shouldn't ditch the hens for Christmas tacos? I mean, I'm all for some Christmas tacos. You know what I'm going to say to this? Why don't we have both? <laughs> Why can't we do both? We fry the hens, we put the pork on the smoker or whatever we're doing with that. Why can't you have both? You know, Christmas once a year. Live it up. I'm, I love Cornish game hens too. Little little chickens. Are you so important over there? You can't is that an emergency? I hope it's an emergency. Your kids okay? Everybody's good. All right Everybody's then. Good. Silence your phones, please. Thank you. So yeah, Chris, eat them both. And uh, if you want to bring Joel and I some of those tacos, we'll eat them. Sure will. Graham Yateman has a good question. Do you think this is the best basketball team we have had in the last decade? Um, I'm trying to think what would compete with it. It, it would be one of those like early like the D-Boss teams instead of like 2010, 2011. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You know, from a, just from a talent standpoint, before it all imploded, the the 11-12 team was the best team. Moultrie, Boss, Rodney Hood, you know, Sydney giving you what he gave you. That was a really good team until middle of February. Um, I mean, this, team's, this story is not told yet. So, I mean, I, I guess the real answer is last year's team because they win the NCAA tournament. Yeah. The, 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 but I still like, feel like this the team... The 9-10 team... Was the team that got screwed out of the NCAA tournament on the John Wall lane violation? Yeah, I think this team. I would rank last year's team one 
that team, the 9 10 team, See, too. I, I, like, I mean, I know it's not told yet, but I just I like this year's team and their makeup right now better than last year's. The only thing I don't know about this team right now is I don't know that I've got a guy like Q that I can just give the ball to and say, get the points. Yeah. I don't know that you got that guy yet. So we'll see. The thing is, though, there's only really three choices. After that, it's all crap. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. That was just... The, 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 Why don't you ask me to pick the worst one? The, That'll the, take a more debate. <laughs> Gosh almighty, man. Yeah. Like Rick Ray's first team. It's brutally bad. All right, Jonathan. Were any of no good? No. I mean, he started out like three and zero in conference play one year. Like this is it? Turning it around? Nope. Wrong answer. Jonathan said, "What th- those guys? Fred Thomas, Craig Sward, uh, Gavin Ware, the, the Rick Ray era guys. Mm-hmm. Like they will just kind of. I mean, people will remember them a little bit, I guess. Not really but, though. But they will just forever be like the whole of Mississippi State basketball history. Like nobody." Yeah. Nobody wants to remember that. Yeah. Three, three guys that would have been really good role players on this year's team. Yes. You know, Fred Thomas, a little instant offense, swore to a guy who could slash, drive, play some defense. Gavin Ware would be perfect to sort of give a do. Yeah. And, and, you know, not that Gavin Ware wasn't a good player, but, you know, or, or, Ware could maybe even start on this team. Gavin Ware had some moments. Yeah. Well, and then, so did Craig Sward. He couldn't. You know, so. Well, right. He was the greatest jump shooter in the world, but he could get to no. the basket. No. Fred Thomas was a beautiful jump shot, but God Almighty, you didn't know where it was going most Flat of the time. Flat top, pretty. Yeah, the, 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 the Fred Thomas, the Fred shooting, Thomas experience. shooting experience. <laughs> Copyright Mike Bonner. Jonathan wants to know our most likely path to an eight-win season, talking about Mississippi State in 2020, is a four-game winning streak, followed by a four-game losing streak, followed by another four-game winning streak. It really is the most likely path. What a crazy season that will make. Would Morehead be safe with an eight-win season, but a terrible showing in the tough four-game stretch? He'd be safe. Yeah, eight, eight and four. four. He's, yep. yeah, he's safe. He's in the top twenty-five. He's going to a good bowl. Yeah, he's and if, completely safe. And if he's competitive in those middle four, that's the thing. He says terrible showing. Okay. So I mean, let's four games there. He's still safe at eight. If four. State loses by an average of like thirty-five to ten, he's still safe. But, but people, people are, are grumbling. Be, yes. You know. So yeah, but he's, he would be completely safe. Eight and four. Not only would he be safe, people, I think people, most people would be happy. Mm-hmm. Barrett Brutton wants to know, who is your favorite to be the 500-yard receiver next year? It's got to be Osiris. It's got to be. I don't even know who the other guys are going to be. Maybe Malik Heath. Peyton. I don't know. I mean, I'm just – that's the other – if you're asking who would it – I think at this juncture I may even – maybe I would say Peyton over Malik Heath. I don't know. I don't know who I would go as number two. I, I'm not going to say anybody's going to do it. Osiris Mitchell is the answer there. Yeah. Grade this year's recruiting class, and does it excite you anyway? We'll save that one for tomorrow's show when we have a full recap of this class. What was your favorite Santa Claus Christmas gift? What did, what did the big man bring you that, that really excited Joel I think team? we answered this back did a we? few weeks ago. Um, but I can remember when I was, I guess I was six, and got the Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. Um, which I, I was a big regular Nintendo fan, but I don't remember getting it for Christmas. I'm, well, maybe we did, and I just don't remember it. I was old enough We had it. it, but I actually remember unwrapping... Uh, I remember when the Super Nintendo was unwrapped at the house. Hold on. Yes. Santa brought you that? I think so. I mean... Santa wrapped your gifts? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's funny how he does that, right? It's yeah. like some houses he does and sometimes he doesn't. Because, like... And, and I know people, different people do it different ways. Katie and I... Who? What? What are you saying? I'm saying that... Back in at my house growing up, I think everything was wrapped, if I remember correctly. Santa wrapped the gifts at your house. Yes. But now that growing you, up. But now, now he, I, do, he doesn't do it for Santa does not wrap the gifts at our house, but but 
Right. I got what you're but saying. But the ones that, that mom and daddy buy. Yeah, those are wrapped. Those yeah. are wrapped. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's always moving. That's the way we do it at our house. Yeah. Now, but I don't think we did that that way growing up. If, if it was, I, I can't remember it being that way. So Santa wrapped your gifts. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. That makes sense. Um, Didn't mean to cause that confusion. So. I didn't know what was going on there. Uh, for me, uh, I was, I'm was i old enough that where I first got, first got the Nintendo, Santa had stopped coming to see me. Um, but that said, the Hall of Justice is the correct answer for me. The whole superpower setup. I yeah. love that thing. Goes it's right up there with Castle Gray Skull and uh, I'm trying to remember like well, I got like the, the Hot Wheels that big garage they had that was that was a fun gift to get never got the one I wanted the most the GI Joe aircraft carrier yeah which would have been too big for my room to be totally honest but it was a, what an unbelievable toy I'm trying to remember if that Super Nintendo was actually a gift for my brother or if it was for both of us and I'm just like or maybe in my mind it was my brother's and I just claimed you it just you just co-opted it why not anyway that that one sticks out to me all right. Uh, Trey Taylor, is it possible we make a move or a wide receiver or two late this year? All I've seen is multiple O linemen and a possible linebacker. I won't be surprised if State tries to sign it. You know, depending on what happens today, uh, if, if I think another wide receiver is is, is a a possibility. You know, they're going to sign twenty guys today. They hope, and that gives them, you know, basically two months to sign four or five more guys and to really focus on it. Last year they had they had too much going on. They only had thirteen signees in the early period. Now everything's locked up. You can just really focus on those last few guys. So we'll see who they bring in. It doesn't seem like I don't want to say that. I'll jinx it. Yeah, Trey Taylor also wants to know how would you like Star Wars to end? How would I like it to end? Yeah. Oh. I would have liked to end the end with Return of the Jedi, and that could have just been it, and I'd have been cool. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the the ideal ending is. The ideal ending is for like Kylo Ren to well, see the light, kind of yeah, something like that. But also, like when Snoke died, that really killed. Like that was the big villain. You killed him in the second movie. Yeah. So who's the and from what I can tell from the commercials, they're bringing the Emperor back. Oh my God! I'm not going. I'm not doing this. Oh, I'll watch it. I'll as far watch as I'm it, concerned, The Return of the Jedi is the last one of these movies. I just hate that. Like all of the. I mean, I hate that Han Solo dead. I this, hate that, this is what that, I said everybody, today. Everybody's dead. It, it, it's, it's boggles my mind that of Han, Luke, and Leia, the only one still alive in the movies is the is, one who's the one that's dead in real alive. life. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And and I know that some of that's uncontrollable a little bit. No, it's not. Once she died, they were like, "We got to ride her out, kill her off in the, in the Last Jedi, and and then you move forward." Did she die in the middle of filming? I can't remember how yeah. that when nah, she died. Something like that. I don't know. But I mean, look at the last Jedi. She gets blown out into space, but she somehow like force pushes herself to us to another ship. How dumb was it? I remember watching that, going, "Really? This is what we're gonna do?" And everybody's like, "She's she's has some force attunement, but she is not a Jedi in any way, shape, or form." So what? What the hell was? That? I'm just getting mad. Let's stop. Just getting angry. I have a hot take a little bit. Do it. And I like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It ain't as great as everybody pretends it is. And I'm, first, talking, I'm talking about all, all nah, of them. The first three films are, are perfect. An absolute perfect trilogy. I mean, and I will watch... Well, I don't know, that, the prequels, I don't give a crap about those. Yeah, the, the first but, three but the, the, are great. And I watch them anytime. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying they're bad movies. I'm just saying... I, I, maybe it's because I didn't grow up watching them and I've just watched them in the last... 
five years. That's, so that's maybe what, that's that, why. that is what it is. But right. they're they're good, but like life changing. I won't know about all that. Trotter Flynn has a fantastic question. Is collegiate athletics the only industry that still uses the fax machine as a method of communication? Yes. Yeah. Nobody else does faxes. <laughs> and I guess it's just because, what else are you going to do? Have those kids scan a PDF and email it to you? I mean, man, they got to fax it. Drew Massey, hypothetically, if you won millions of dollars in the first Mississippi Powerball lotto, what would be the first extravagant thing you'd buy? Joel Coleman wins $100 million after you pay off all your debt. After you tithe what you're going to tithe to the church, you got now it's your money to spend. You got like seventy million dollars to spend. One of the condo slash apartments there by SunTrust Park. Okay, that's 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 pretty high up there. That's your number one thing. That way I can go to Atlanta whenever I want to, stay as long as I want to. Got yeah. a place to stay. Don't got to worry about a hotel paying yeah. stuff. And I'm right there by the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think we had this question. It was day. a similar question. Yeah, mine I don't know was, it may have been worded a little I'm, different. I'm going to spend a couple of weeks at the, the top penthouse in Las Vegas yeah. at, at Caesars Palace and get all that taken care of. Uh, Is there like some material item that you'd want to buy? You know, I've never really wanted like a, a fancy car I haven't or anything like that. Um, like my dream, it's <laughs> so stupid. My dream vehicle, I'm mm-hmm. driving it now. I always wanted just a brand new Toyota Tacoma. I bought one. Okay. Yeah, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind like having like front row Laker tickets, but I wouldn't want to buy season tickets because I cut much. How often could I make it out there? Even yeah. even with big money, it, it would get expensive to fly out there a lot. And uh, I mean, you know, from for an MSU perspective, you had to have a skybox and a loft at Duty Noble would be nice and things like that. But I don't know. Stephen Norris says, we're going to walk into a karaoke bar tonight. What song are you singing? Should have been a cowboy. That's a good choice. <laughs> I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to dedicate it to, uh, to to all the lovely ladies out there. I'm going to go with Centerfold by the Jay Giles Band. <laughs> so. All right. Oh, look, it's Madison Baumgartner. Alan Smith has a bunch of questions. He said, some, some podcasters have been making claims about how many listeners they have. I'd like to know how a podcaster knows the audience. His questions are, can you tell how many listens a podcast gets? Yes. Yes. Can you tell where your listeners are located? Yes. Can you determine who your listeners are? No. Is there a way your listeners can find such information? No. <laughs> Hope that answers your questions. <laughs> we don't. We're not getting forty thousand a show. I promise you that. No, we're we're not. We're trying. We're trying. I will say this though. Uh, since shoot, I guess since Omaha, we've. Been on an upward trajectory. Well, we were on an upward trajectory going into Omaha, and it has yeah. continued. So yeah. we we have done quite well, as you've been able to tell. As I still stand amazed that we are quite frequently in the iTunes rankings among the best yeah. sports podcasts in the universe. Yeah, very. That's really here's, weird. Here's our last question: If we made a bracket of all the MSU Twitter accounts, fans or real, who are your number one seeds? And then he asks: Is Brandon Walker one, or is he a Cinderella story? So this is sort of the, the Ole Miss people did this. There was an Ole Miss I Twitter that. bracket that. that came out, which I, I I didn't. I didn't know ninety percent of, of the I people didn't know on that thing. But that said, that might just be because we don't. I don't deal with the Ole Miss fans as much. Yeah, and you know, they might not know the state fans as well. Um, so they had. Let me see if I can find this thing here because they, they the way they did it. I want to I want to break it up down the same way. I did get a kick out of Neil McCready being the number one in the fan bracket. Thought that was funny. Uh, all right, here we go. So they did students slash others, faculty slash reporters, alumni slash other, which you got two other, and then fans. Why aren't fans and alumni sort of the same thing? So let's break it down like this. Let's do media. Okay. Let's do MSU employees. Okay. 
let's do uh, MSU fans. Okay. And then what's our... Well, we've already had a fans, didn't you? Didn't you say a fans? I, I said media. Media, employees, employees fans. fans. Okay. And then let's go with uh, famous alums. Okay. All right. I fit in two categories there. Right, famous alum and so, media. So for media, <laughs> the number one seed is Brandon Walker. He's got he's got almost a hundred thousand Twitter followers. He does, but here's where I'll say, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve. He is it, the only, but he doesn't tweet a ton about. How are we judging this? He tweets a ton about state. Does during he the still? Game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. During the games, okay. And also, you got to remember, he carries the MSU banner nationally more than anybody else does right now. All right, that is the guy who carries the maroon and white banner. I, I think the nationally. reason I'm underrating him a little bit is mm-hmm. because when he became barstool, there was so there was so much bar like national stuff yeah. that on my Twitter. Like if, list that I have, I took him off of the Mississippi State one. I get that. I, I still follow him. If he tweets no something longer. about Mississippi State, more people see that than if like all of That's the fair. MSU beat tweets it. That's fair. He's number. He's the one seed for media. Uh, for MSU employees, I'm going coach. It's going to be a coach. I'm, I'm debating between Moorhead and Schaefer. I'm going to go with Schaefer. Schaefer's the number one. Got the hashtag PTLGD. PTLGD. That's right. And uh, most beloved coach. He's number one for MSU. It's unfortunate that Bob Karskadden's no longer there because he would have. Well, he would have been media. He, he would have. Would that have been? I would have put him as media, okay. but he would be behind Brandon Walker. Uh, all right. I would have had him in the MSU employee category, and I would put him number one. All right. Fans. Crystal, Crystal method. method is the one. Seed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then. Or, fa- yeah, Crystal Method. I was gonna say MSU history. I really love the, MSU history. Is the two seed. Yeah. Um, and then fan, or I'm sorry, famous alums. Now, do we do, we want to uh, exclude? We can't exclude athletes. So unfortunately, Dak Dak is the number one seed, and he's going to win the tournament. You're gonna yeah. end up. With, you're gonna end up with a Dak versus Brandon Walker final, if that's how you, you stagger the brackets. And Dak's gonna win. Dak's going to win, but Brandon Walker would make it really funny, wouldn't he? <laughs> I would love to see him <laughs> trash talking Dak. He'd get him on the show probably. I mean, they, they have enough strings to get to get him on. That's that's you know, Brandon constantly is. And look, Brandon's just trying to make me jealous. And I gotta tell you, it's completely working. When he sends me like, "Oh, I'm doing this, doing that," or send me a picture. He t- he took a picture with Adam Cole and yeah. Kane, all these wrestlers. But when he finally meets Dak, I, I want to see how that goes. If he, is he gonna be like? <laughs> now, has he now that said though, he, he's interviewed he Dak. You know he he knows he's he's talked to Dak before, but not it won't be the same. Yeah, you know. So yeah, there are ones we could do the two seeds real quick. The two seeds in media is Steve, Steve, uh, Moorhead, fans miss you history. <sighs> For famous alums, mm, Booby, <sighs> Booby is but he's only famous to MSU fans. No. Chris Jones has made it quite a, a a big splash on social media. He's a guy who tweets a lot. Um, I think like baseball wise, there's not a guy. In women's basketball, Vivian's and then McCowan, not really. I'm just trying to think of people that like all state related folks follow. That's the way I'm looking at this. That's why I said booby. Like booby would be a, if that's the way you want to look at it. Then but, that's a good one. But banks, I guess if you're, t- if you're talking about like national impact, I don't know. Like you said, I don't know. The booby would be that's a good point. You know, we did this a few years ago. We had the MSU media. Well, there was like a Mississippi media bracket for like March Madness a couple years ago too. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if I made those or not. The governor, Rick Cleveland, took me out in like the, the final, like the yeah. Elite Eight or something. Yeah, there you go. He, he may take me out again here in a week or two. Well, we're going to try to see if that happens. All right. That's all of our questions today. So tomorrow's show, uh, National Signing Day, complete recap on that. We'll also recap what happens in Mississippi State versus Radford at the Hump. And don't forget, separate of that, we'll have an interview with Coach Joe Moorhead. So we'll talk a lot to him, a lot of topics to cover uh, with the head Bulldog. Uh, as he, you know, Saturday wraps up. And, and most importantly, we'll all talk to you tomorrow. That it is that is one hundred percent correct. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning. Super talk, Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.